today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Some of the use cases that we're really starting to see that's, I think, driving a lot of um, interest, especially on the RTP side, is the local, I'll just say, Uber and Grubhub drivers that, are, you know, when they cash out of their corporate accounts, mm-hmm. RTP actually is, you know, receiving that funding. And if those Grubhub or Uber drivers bank with local community banks, it's actually pushing some deposits back into the community bank space. So there's, you know, again, a strong um, interest and desire to make sure that, you know, those community banks are connected to those real-time payment rails. And I think you'll see additional use cases as well. This is Zach Miller, founder and editor at Tearsheet. I wanted to invite you to Tearsheet's latest event, the Day-to-Day Conference. A big theme on this program and in our reporting has been about how financial data is the underpinning of modern financial services. From data aggregation to using big data to comb through customer behavior, financial ecosystems are growing up around banks and fintechs through data aggregators. The Day-to-Day Conference brings together financial services, fintech, and vertical industries looking to create new financial products and services through leveraging customer data in their own firms and across the entire industry. We've got a great speaker lineup. Register today by going to our website and clicking on the Day-to-Day Conference button at the top right of your screen. Tearsheet's Day-to-Day Conference 2021 is sponsored by Fiserv, Plaid, Finicity, and Argyle. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. Smaller community banks and credit unions have an opportunity to differentiate and compete in payments. Unfortunately, many smaller FIs haven't formulated a succinct strategy. It's a good time to do it, though. There are technologies and tools out there to help them service their customers better. TD Foreman is Jack Henry's head of consumer and commercial payments. He's seen up front the evolution in payments, from bill pay to real-time payments, and its impact on bank offerings. He joins me on the podcast to talk about the choices and new opportunities in faster payment options. We talk about advances in bill pay tech and how it's become table stakes for FIs. We also talk about how smaller banks and credit unions are finding ways to punch above their weight through technology partnerships and collaborations. TD Foreman is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. TD Foreman, I'm head of consumer and commercial payments for Jack Henry. That includes our pay center, which is our faster payment hub, our bill pay platform, as well as our enterprise payment solutions, which are ACH origination, remote deposit capture. Uh, I've been with Jack Henry for a little over 10 years. Um, Prior to that, uh, I spent 12 years in the banking industry, uh, did 12 years in the healthcare industry, and did a small entrepreneurial gig um, as well. So strong background in basically technology and product. Yeah, I totally get that. And um, before we jump into the meat of the conversation, I'd be interested to hear the transition from banking into uh, to Jack Henry and sort of how, how changing, you know, moving to the other side of the table. Um, I, I guess maybe how that influences or impacts your work today. Sure. So. Yeah, being on the banking side, you're really looking at, at at it in a little bit of a different lens where, and I worked for some actually very large, I worked for some very large, you know, uh, larger banks. So 
the 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 thing that I really enjoyed about the transition was looking at this through the lens of software that can help the community bank and credit union space. You know, working for a really large regional, as an example, um, kind of put a different spin and view on products and services and what the focuses were, or for supporting, you know, the smaller communities where, you know, I, I really enjoy the lens now where we are giving tools, technology and solutions to the smaller community banks so they can continue to, and credit unions, so they can continue to stay relevant. So it's it's a it's a pretty cool you know shift and really enjoy it. Yeah, I, c- I can imagine that. Um, one thing TD that comes up in a lot of our coverage around payments um, is this move to to faster payments, to real time payments, um, whether at the institutional level or the ecosystem level. Um, can I guess can you give us some background on 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 what's happening there and and why that's becoming more important? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we started looking at faster payments probably, I want to say six, seven years ago um, at Jack Henry and really looking at um, the industry, where things were going, um, you know, especially when you start thinking about some of the fintechs and non-traditional banking payment players now that are coming into play. And, you know, what solutions and what, you know, uh, products we can start developing and looking at and building to help the community banks, you know, stay relevant. You know, know, Venmo is an example, which is, you know, a P2P solution that, you know, somewhat disimmediates, you know, the money out of the banking system. Um, So, you know, looking at opportunities to build, you know, faster payment rails to facilitate, you know, a a wide array of use cases, you know, traditionally, you know, and probably a, a, a quick use case to think about, you know, is a number of years ago, you know, banks had the market share for, you know, bill payment as Mm -hmm. an example. So I think, you know, in, with, the shift more towards bill or direct sites for, you know, immediate confirmation of payments, um, you know, ability to fund a bill with a credit card is an example. So if you start thinking about those faster payment rails, they will start connecting the complementary products like bill pay, ACH origination, remote deposit capture, you know, those types of things to allow the consumer to have choice on facilitating a a faster payment, as well as, you know, in the digital age with everything now becoming mobile um, and everything moving faster, you know, payments, you know, logically kind of fall into that, that space as well. Does that kind of make sense? It does. Um, And I guess um, it it sounds to me like, uh, you know, their market, um, Market uh, dynamics that are pull, that are that are pushing for for uh, faster payments and, and and banks have to be reactive to that. How far are we uh, at the banking side in terms of being ready? I guess to to service that demand. So, I think one of the 
you know, one of the things that we've done at Jack Henry is built Pay Center, which is a faster payment hub. And, you know, we service, you know, community banks and credit unions. So I think what we've built will enable, you know, all of our customers, and I believe, you know, our competitors have done the same, mm -hmm. is a turnkey solution that allows the community banks, you know, to connect into these networks and these rails to facilitate payments. So I think if you look at it in terms of, you know, us as, you know, I'll, I'll reference us maybe as a, as a payment processor or, you know, a processor for community banks, mm -hmm. we're enabling them to be able to get there quick um, with, you know, all of the onboarding, all of the data contribution, all of the certification with the networks and things like that. Whereas, you know, if a community or a regional bank chose to go that direction themselves, more than likely, you know, there would be a lot of technical heavy lifting, you know, the roadmap to get there to get certified is, you know, probably two years out. So I think solutions like what we have built will enable, you know, I'll just use the term that last mile of those smaller credit unions and, and banks to get on board quicker versus if they were choosing to, uh, to go it alone. Now, the regionals and the large tier one banks, you know, they've built that technology stack mm -hmm. more than likely that can connect into those faster payment rails. Um, and kind of what we did, again, is created a turnkey solution to allow the smaller community banks and credit unions to connect in faster. So, so I understand that, TD. I guess um, an ancillary question there, um, just because it's in the Jack Henry Pay Center, does, does that mean that uh, a small bank or, or a community bank or a credit union has it turned on? I guess what percentage of your, of your client base is using that? Or is it just come you know, as part of the package? It's a rollout. So yeah, to your point, when we built Pay Center, um, we, it encompasses, you know, whether you're connecting into Zelle, RTP, and eventually FedNow. Um, you know, we probably got just shy of 200 Zelle contracts and, you know, just shy of 150 RTP contracts. Um, so as we continue to kind of mature the process, you know, we're out, you know, you know getting our financial institutions, both banks and credit unions, to basically sign up for the service. It's a new service that they would have to sign up for with us. And what are the hurdles there in terms of getting them to sign up for that? Like, is there, is that an educational push? Are they hearing that demand from their customers? Um, can you give a little color around, I guess, the, the way the market is shaping up? Yeah, I think they are. We're seeing more and more demand for, you know, our customers' interest. I think a lot of it too has to do with, you know, the community financial institutions, you know, really need to have a payment strategy. And we're finding out that some of them don't yet have a payment strategy and it might be ge geographical related. Um, but, you know, we're trying to also help them with, you know, what are their market, you know, wh what's the market demand in their area for Zelle as an example. Um, you know, some of the use cases that we're really starting to see that's, I think, driving a lot of um, 
interest, especially on the RTP side, is the local, I'll just say Uber and Grubhub drivers that are, you know, when they cash out of their corporate accounts, mm-hmm. RTP actually is, you know, receiving that funding. And if those Grubhub or Uber drivers bank with local community banks, it's actually pushing some deposits back into the community bank space. So there's, you know, again, a strong um, interest and desire to make sure that, you know, those community banks are connected to those real-time payment rails. And I think you'll see additional use cases as well. So I think some of it is awareness and education. Some of it's probably regional as far as competition. And then some of it also is around, you know, make, you know, as community banks and credit unions develop payment strategies, you know, that should include faster payments. Got it. Um, I think what would be useful for me also from your to hear from your perspective what the different initiatives are in terms of real-time payments. I know you mentioned um, you've got the house, I think, is also working on a, on a real-time payments um, program. Like, can, can you give us a, sort of the lay of the land? Yeah, sure. So, you know, out of the gate, you have, you know, early warning that launched Zelle. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was really a, a true person to real time person to person, you know, payment rail um, that kept money, you know, in the financial institution space. Um, So that was consumer to consumer. Um, And then you have RTP, real time payments. And, you know, basically three messages. One is receive, then you have a request for payment and send. So I think what you'll start seeing with the RTP side is you know complementary products that um, can take advantage of those messages, creating use cases like real-time bill payments, uh, real-time account-to-account transfers, uh, treasury disbursements, um, you know, B2B disbursements in real time. Mm-hmm. So I think you know there's a huge opportunity to continue to capitalize and leverage. Um, the RTP network. And then you're going to have FedNow coming in, you know, and basically similar to to RTP, where you're going to have basically a third rail that you can originate, receive, uh, originate or receive, you know, real-time payments. Um, you know, Zell's talking about getting into, you know, the the, the business side, right? Mm-hmm. So doing yeah, business Mm-hmm. Right. So those are going to be additional use cases that I think you're going to start seeing. And then how those integrate, you know, into products is where I think the opportunity lies for the financial institution as well as the consumer and or small business. Will there be advantages for the banking institution to 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 sign up for one of those or not all of those like it sounds like from Jack Henry's perspective, you're somewhat agnostic to the three different networks and you just, you're there as, to help plug the, your clients in. But is, is there an interest, is there an advantage on their end to, to, to sort of stick with one versus, you know, just signing up for all of them? I don't think so. I mean, again, I think it's giving different opportunities for, you know, what those rails might look like. Um, 
you know, there's going to be a fourth rail as well that we're going to connect in and that's going to be the card rails. So, mm. you know, if you think in terms of, you know, dis payment disbursements, um, you know, lease cost routing is an example, um, you know, someone who wants to drop a payment to a card. So, you know, as you think about kind of all of those things, um, you know, the future, you know, in my mind is, you know, pay center is a payment hub that facilitates movement across multiple rails, you know, whether it's eventually ACH, you know, you got wire, you've got the faster payment rails, you know, et cetera. So, I mean, it will be a, you know, a payment hub that can distribute payments in multiple, multiple ways. So I, you know, I think the, the financial institution, you know, can take advantage of having multiple options on how they want to disperse payments. I get it. With one integration just through you guys. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, maybe if we can uh, zoom out a little bit, I'm curious how your clients look at, you know, sort of the the ramping and, and growing strength of of payment firms like like Stripe and Square, uh, we cover a lot of them uh, at Tearsheet, um, and sort of their their growing ecosystems um, that don't necessarily include uh, banks. And I, I'm kind of curious, I guess, how your clients view sort of that trend. Um, you know, I probably don't have a lot of intel specifically on mm -hmm. that topic there, um, but would happy to circle back back with you. We are doing some integration with those fintechs into our digital platform, um, you know, to allow, you know, full integration. But as far as, you know, in my perspective, um, you know, we want to continue to create opportunities to integrate with some of those, mm. you know, as you move upstream for the, you know, the larger financial institutions, but also creating complementary type offerings that might either leverage a solution like that or, you know, have an alternative for a bank or a bank customer. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense to me as, you know, from your perspective, from Jack Henry's perspective, you want to be sort of the center of the ecosystem um, and just connect into everybody. I, I'm just kind of curious, um, but that's fine. We don't need to talk about those companies in, in, in particular. Um, what about um, another big topic for us is um, buy now, pay later. Um, which, you know, sort of it, it's, it's a loan product, but when you get to the heart of it, it's really a payment product in my mind. And um, we're seeing, um, we're seeing some banks actually launch their own products. We're seeing some integrations. Um, how do you see that playing out? Is, is that something that um, smaller community banks and, and some of your clients are also going to want to get involved with? I do think so. And we're, um, we just, you know, we're in the process of, kind of drilling into the, you know, buy now, pay later use case, and then how that would kind of fit into our payment strategy mm -hmm. and where it would fit. But yeah, to, to answer your question, yes. I mean, I do think that we are seeing some of our community banks and their customers interested in the solution. Um, so we're, we're looking into it. Yes. Interesting. Um, I want to circle back to uh, to bill pay um, and sort of get your view on with having had the perspective for a decade within this 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 sector. I'm kind of curious to hear how that's evolved and maybe where you think it's bill pay is headed in the future beyond the real time component. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, you know, bill pay, you know, has been a, you know, a, a great solution for financial institutions and customers for, you know, years, you know, somewhat. Why? Because it's so sticky. It's so important. It's such an important part of their consumers uh, everyday right. lives. Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh-huh. And, you know, when a, you know, when a, when a customer logs into a bank or credit unions, internet banking site, right. And, you know, you've got bill pay, you know, more than likely they're, they've got, you know, larger deposits, you know, they potentially have other solutions, but I think what you've seen is, um, so, you know, some displacement on the bill pay side and that it has somewhat become a commodity as an example. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you think in terms of, you know, three or four years ago, you probably paid, oh, three or four different technology vendors for your home solutions, right? You had a cell phone, you had internet cable, and then you had a phone, and then you had a TV. Mm-hmm. More than likely now, you just pay AT&T or whatever your local provider is, right? And he takes care of all your services. So there's been industry consolidation specifically that's that's impacted uh, bill pay. And then you've got the card on file stuff, right? So if you've got Netflix or Hulu, you know, you just log your card on file. And so that's, you know, you know, that those are bill payments now that are, you know, no longer getting made at some point for some service. Um, And then mobile on top of that. So, you know, what we're seeing on the bill pay side is, you know, working to try to, to working to grow, to, to, to create organic growth. So, you know, if somebody has a card on file somewhere, can you, you know, can you get them to come back to bank bill pay? So, you know, and real-time payments. So giving options around, you know, the ability to wait to the last minute if you need to make your bill payment um, and being able to make it versus the legacy ACH fire and forget, right? You send it and it's gone three days later, you know, it got there, but you didn't really get a confirmation. Card, you know, the ability to leverage a, a credit card for reward points, as an example. So, creating features and services that allow us to compete with the biller direct sites, um, as well as you know some of the industry consolidation and getting those customers to come back. So, things like that, I think, is where we're headed in, from a bill pay perspective. I like that. And I want to go back to one of the things you said earlier in our conversation is how as you start to get into conversations with with some of your clients that they don't necessarily have a formal strategy uh, in terms of payments. Um, how, how do you help them create a strategy? Do you help them create a strategy? And if so, like h- how? Yeah, so we do um, with our customers. So, you know, as part of our kind of our relationship management um, uh, function that we've got with, you know, our clients is that, you know, when, you know, sometimes they say, well, you know, wh- wh- what about Zelle? Well, what about RTP? So we're not out just trying to get them to turn on features with us. We truly want to make sure that they've, they've thought through and have an integrated payment strategy on what makes sense for them. Um, so, you know, again, we agree to meet with them. You know, we set up, you know, JAD sessions. We'll, we'll walk through, you know, you know, what's their strategic journey? What's their, what's their plan? Where do they want to be? Um, and then how does faster payments, you know, fit into that 
strategy that they have. And then, you know, again, coupling or partnering solutions that that we've got with how that marries into their payment strategy, you know, as an example. So, you know, it's 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 not, you know, one size fits all. It's really, you know, what is that community bank or credit union, you know, wanting as far as services, functionality, use cases, and then who are they trying to compete, recruit, or maintain within their small community um, community area? Yeah, because it because it makes a lot of sense for to me at least if if some of the core banking features are being you know increasingly commoditized that that payments for for a smaller institution could be a way to to differentiate themselves against some of the bigger money centers or against you know some of the the regionals um, that 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 does make sense to me. Um, I guess I have I have an, I have another question in the remaining time that that we have. One of the things we're seeing um, from our perspective is the, just the early stages of sort of the the we call it the mainstreaming of sort of um, you're going to hate this question, but crypt, crypt, cryptocurrency assets into uh, fiat currency. Um, but you do have like some of these early cards um, that run on Mastercard or Visa Rails that convert uh, crypto into into fiat. Um, you, you actually have some, uh, you know, Anchorage Bank got a OCC charter. Um, we're beginning just to see like you know that. Um, is it way too early, you know, to to talk about that in terms of of your clients? You know, that's a good question. And, you know, one of the things that we've done over the years is we have a, a payments advisory board or a client advisory board specifically on payments. So we bring in, you know, different areas across, you know, the U.S., different asset sizes, credit unions, banks, and, you know, really talk strategically about where they see things going. And, you know, crypto digital currency has been a topic that we've had over the last couple of years. And it's, 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 it's somewhat mixed, you know, some of the larger demographic community areas, there seems to be more interest in kind of what's going on. Um, one of the, and maybe to your point is we are starting to see more and more interest, even at some of the smaller community bank segments. So, you know, we are talking internally at Jack Henry mm -hmm. and, you know, working through what we feel like would be, you know, our strategy for supporting digital currency, you know, of any kind. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, I see that as just another payment rail. Correct. Right. right. I mean, mm -hmm. you've got to have checks and balances and, you know, all those types of things on it, but it's truly just another payment rail. Mm, and so sense. how would we integrate into that? And then, you know, again, it would be then available for, you know, our customers, you know, as, as needed. So, I mean, you could turn the feature on if you wanted it, you could turn it off if you wanted it. So I think it's still too soon to tell as far as, you know, complete saturation in all the community bank spaces, but there's definitely been some interest in, in evaluating it. And if you had to choose one and standing on one leg for our last question that you see is, you know, impacting your work and your client's work over the next few years, like what would you point to? I would say, you know, really helping the community banks and credit unions with a larger payment strategy mm. and how that's going to help them compete in their market, 
you know, with the tier ones and the regional super regionals that that are there. I mean, I think that's huge for our financial institutions is to make sure they are thinking about what that payment strategy is and, you know, how that will help them, you know, continue to 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 remain relevant in their in their community.